This episode is brought to you by ABC. Station 19 is back for its final and hottest season yet. Andy finally becomes captain, and she's going to give it her all to be the best leader the station has ever seen. Will she succeed? Get ready for fiery new romances and high adrenaline rescues. Watch the Station 19 season premiere tonight at a new time, 10, 9 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Welcome to Kill Me Now with Judy Gold. I'm your host, Judy Gold, and this week we have part two of my interview with Taryn Killam, who is the greatest guy in the world. I mean, what a mensch. What a, I had so much fun uh, speaking with him and talking to him and interviewing him while he was in his car. It was just great. He has the best beard, by the way. He has a really good beard. And I just had so much fun with him. So I hope you you have fun listening. Really just, and what a great actor. And just, ugh. I love when I meet nice people in this business. I just love it. And I'm going to hang out with him when I go to LA. So yeah, I have some famous friends. But um, I hope I hope you do enjoy. Um, just wanted everyone to know I'm free of COVID. I am COVID-free, negative, and uh, my gig that was supposed to be June 2nd at the Wall Street Theater with Jessica Kirsten has been moved to October 6th at the Wall Street Theater, and that is in Norwalk, Connecticut. My gig at the Greenwich Odeon Theater in Rhode Island uh, is rescheduled for November 5th just want to let you know that I'm all better and I, I hope you enjoy listening and uh, sit back relax or run on that treadmill or do whatever you're doing I just I hope you like it so yeah so third time I did it then you get called back again not to audition but to meet with Lauren to do the sort of crazy trip. so was he's there for the first audition too right he's there for all for everything Lauren Lauren, yeah. Lauren okay Lauren, Lauren. so so it's just you and Lauren in his office, yes. So, so you, so the okay. Are you freaking out? Are you fucking like? First of all, you get this call a year later. Are you like, oh my god? Like it was out of the blue, right? The out of the blue was like, whoa. Okay, good, good yeah. thing. Time to go into professional mode. Like that was the thing. It's like first time was like joyful exuberance. Right. Like oh my god. Like, oh god. And right. The third time was like eye of the tiger, focus, do the shit, and go right. home, and yes. have no regrets. And so by the time the crazy check, like, there's definitely, like, I want to soak it all in. They bring you up to the 17th floor. You meet with the talent department. You meet with Tom Broker, who's the head of the wardrobe department. Everybody's just trying to vibe you out. And, and I knew that. And it's So point, everyone meets with you before. Beforehand. Everybody kind of smells yeah. you. You know what I mean? Like dogs in a, in a dog park. They right, right. Sniff at you. Yeah. Um, and because Nassim had been on for a year, because Jillian had been hired as a writer and I kind of had friends going through it, I knew what was happening. So I knew like my only job here is to just be authentic, um, right. to just be not try to tell more jokes and be funnier, not try to just have a conversation, and be a human being that they might want to work with for 20, 20, 22 weeks out of the year. Right. So... I go in, you know, and you're waiting because you see other people there they're considering. 
And then my time comes to going with Lauren. Isn't that and the worst? Wait, when you're watching like your competition, you're like, oh, sure. fuck. Yeah, it's so horrible. All right, sorry, it's, go ahead. It's a tricky thing. No, yeah, it I, is. You know, it, it's part of it. And and I think also at that point is like, there weren't too many people that looked like me. Like, so it's like, oh, they're considering a lot of different options. So they don't even really know necessarily, right. which I, I found peace in that. I don't, I don't know why. Right. Um, but yeah, so I go in and Lauren was wearing like a pastel colored polo, which was like very like, okay, okay. And he was texting right. on his phone uh-huh. and he's like, sorry, uh, I'm just texting with my son. And I think I said, I, I said, <laughs> I said, yeah, I hear that's the best way to communicate with kids these days. And he kind of chuckled at that. Oh, that's good. And that was okay. And then, but are you shitting in your pants? Like, oh god! Like, are you so self-aware? I'd be very self-aware, very, very, uh, yes, aware of every tick, of every move. Um, He's. It's a very intimidating thing. You know what I mean? Like, he he means a lot to me. That's that's the truth that like I've had to work on. Like after leaving the show, like is realizing like, no, this is a significant figure in your life who means a lot to you before you even met him, like created the show that truly is like that and the Simpsons are the most formative pieces of art in my life that define my sensibility as a comedian or comedic actor. Um, But it was a pretty good conversation. Lauren loves to do sports analogies. So he's like, you know, it's that thing where do you have, uh, do you have a hundred mile hour fastball? You know what I mean? People leave the show, they come back, and they still have, like, a 78-mile-an-hour fastball. But they've lost that thing. They've lost that touch. And, uh, yeah, 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 you need you need the audience to discover you. So, so you know, it's who's on the roster, who's my favorite player, whose jersey do I want to wear? You know, and you're just like, uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. And he's like, do you have any questions for me? <laughs> he said at the end, he said at the end, do you have any questions for me? And I did. I, I was like, music is such a huge part of this show. And I think, and I think like an overlooked part, like it's just, I, I love the music. And, and from the beginning, you've had the greatest bands on earth. And I know music's so important to you because you're Beatles sketch. So are, do you still get excited about the music to this day? And he said, um, um, I would know to hire Eminem. I wouldn't pretend uh, to tell him what song to sing and i was like totally makes sense that's very cool and very honest and i appreciate it and we stood up and he shook my hand and he said okay this will all be over soon and i was like and i said thank you and i and i walked out and that's the moment that like i kicked myself about over and over and over again because like he said this will be over is that a good thing is that a bad thing you right 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 you. right that makes it yeah, you like said you thank want you this to be over with right like, right right pain, right but and I hated it. But what I did was because some of the people who were there to meet with him knew each other and they're like, we're going to hang out afterwards. You should come. But I didn't get anybody's phone number. So I went back to the hotel and I was like, um, could I get the room number for, for a girl named Jet or a girl named Vanessa? <laughs> and they're like, no, sir. That's not how hotels have ever worked in the history of hotels. Okay, like, you little okay, good predator. Good yeah. You. Yeah. Um, so I went down, you're gonna, I think you'll appreciate this. I went down to the village. I went to uh, Chocolate by the Bald Man, Max Brenner restaurant. Do you know that? Mm-hmm. On like 13th and University. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I had like a very indulgent meal. I went across the street to the movie theater there and I saw the first Expendables. 
just kind of decompressed. So I'm just watching like Sylvester oh, Stallone. That's and, like, hilarious. People, like, yeah. Just thinking about it. And then I walked from like 13th and University all the way back up to my hotel, which is on 52nd, 52nd and 6th. Um, and I got back to my hotel room at like 1.30 and my phone rings and it's a New York number. And I pick up and I hear, Taryn, hey, it's Seth Myers." And I'm like, hi. He's like, hey, we, we heard you have an early flight out in the morning. And I was like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And he's like, well, uh, we just thought we'd make it an easier flight. And I'd like to say on behalf of Lauren Michaels, we'd like to invite you to join the cast of SNL. Oh, my God. It was 1.30 in the morning? Yeah, yeah. Were you, did you, did you know that was the call when he said it was Seth? Yeah, yeah. You get, you know, you, you, it it feels more likely than not, I'll say. Right, right. Um, So, yeah. So you hear Seth's voice. You're like, oh, fuck. And I did say, oh, shit, like six times. I think like, oh, shit. Oh, shit. And I was like, Seth, I liked you before, but now, like, you know, all that. I just, yeah, yeah, yeah. Wanting to celebrate, not wanting to feel disingenuous, wanting to say I love you, wanting to get off the phone to call everybody. Everybody you know, yeah. yeah. Called my wife, had to leave a message. Uh, Oh, that's the worst! Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the worst! Okay, yeah. Call me back. Uh, Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Called, uh, Lindsay Shookus called me, who's a producer at SNL, and congratulated me and told me she was so excited, and that meant the world to me. And then I called my mom... And, and so, you know, if it's one thirty, it's still like, uh, what's the math? 10 30, yeah. 10 30 West coast. So it's later, but, but she's up. She goes, hello. And I go, hi mom. How you doing? She's doing it. She goes, I'm doing very well. How are you? Oh God. I, that's so not Jewish. <laughs> Cause it would have been like, what's wrong? All right. Yeah, go yeah, ahead. She, yeah. No, she played yeah. too, but, but we were both like in the pocket together. Right. I, right. I think she mentioned she was watching like an old black and white movie. Mm-hmm. And I just said, I just said, mom, I got it. And I just hear silence. And then. <laughs> of course you did. <laughs> and that was like, that's kind of, that, that sort of feels like the moment it became real. You know what I mean? Right. Like, oh, man. Oh, wow. Like, that's that fucking cow. great. And then yeah. when, when, <laughs> when did you get your wife back on the phone? She called, she called like right out. She called me back eventually. And, and you were like, it. fuck we you, I had to tell my mother like, first. Who are you, who are you with? What's his name? <laughs> <laughs> I'll find you. I'll sue you. I'm going to sue you. I'm going to be a big star now and I'm going to sue you for all your allegations money. <laughs> so how soon after you got it did you start? I had a while. For, for whatever reason, we had a lot of time, which is not always the case. Like for a lot of people, I've heard more often than not like fly out next week and start right, yeah. life in New York. and we we have like three or four weeks we had a little bit of time and like po- kobe threw a really nice like going away party for me which is like was she so upset she must have been so upset and happy was, i'll be honest judy like yeah it was conflicting right and it was a really tricky time because she was still doing how i met your mother out here right so for the first four seasons i was on snl i commuted I so did you stay you, did you stay three weeks here and then one week? Yeah. And, yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Ugh, yeah, that's and, so and hard. We, we had a one-year-old at the time. Yeah, so it was, you know, it was tricky. It was the, the, the first year, first season is sort of euphoric and you're like, this right. is a dream job. And then like year two is sort of like, 
okay, okay, we're doing this still. Right. And then by year three, you're like, I don't know how much more. And year four, you're, I never wanted to be on an airplane ever again. Yeah. So you are very close with Vanessa Bayer. Very. Yeah, I love her. I love her brother. I love that for you. I love, oh, just her in general? Same. Yeah, yeah I love her and I love her brother. Um, yes, me too. And she's just, uh, she's so fucking talented. Okay. You had a seven-year contract, right? Yes. And you were there six years, but I don't, I don't care about that. I just, sure. I want to know, first of all, your first show. Yes. And you're like, what the fuck did that feel like? And then, you know, I always, I'm a little upset. I'm sure everyone is because, you know, anytime you think something that you're the only one, it's like everyone is. But I always, like at the end, I always watch to see who's hugging each other. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and who's friends and blah, 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 blah. You know, like that's, you know, one of my, so. Who's, who's furious that their sketch got cut at the right, last Right, right. Who's in a uh, weird costume you hadn't even seen yet in the show? Yeah, 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 yeah. Because I've I've gone to the dress rehearsal, which is the better yeah. one to go. So there's I two agree. people don't realize there's two Shows. tape. There's a tape taping, yes. and they're well, they taped the live one too. But yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. and so the the dress rehearsal is better because you see more sketches, right? Because they cut exactly. Yes. Um. And it's more fun and you're freer and, you know, and then yeah, I think like, I, I think it's dress. So like for an audience, maybe the stakes don't seem as high, but for the cast and writers, the stakes are even higher. You right. know what I mean? Like, right. Yeah. Because like, you don't know if it's going to get cut. And also exactly. don't some things kill in the dress rehearsal and then bomb. Absolutely. And, and Absolutely. Then, yeah, it depends or, on the fucking audience. It depends on the audience. It depends on on the factors of the sketch. And did the cue happen well enough? And did they get cut to the right shot? There's right, so right. The harder, the harder drop-off, honestly, and this is very frequent, is that something would kill on Wednesday at the table. Right. Something the, the funniest sketch. Everybody dying, tears in their eyes. And that was almost like a kiss of death. Because right. that was normally the sketch that maybe it just couldn't meet the expectations or more likely that, you know, more often than not, like just wouldn't connect with an audience. Right. You know, like when you have an audience of like, we know better, smart, you know, cynical comedy writers, they find different things funny than someone who's like, I want to oh, see absolutely. a sketch yeah. an iconic thing in SNL, you know, and I want to see an impression of the president, you know? Yeah. Hey everyone, you know, one of my favorite things in life, if not my most favorite thing in life, which, yeah, it's arguably my most favorite thing in life besides my kids, and is food and eating. Eating is my favorite activity. And eating is better and easier with Factor. Factor, I'm telling you, I tried their stuff. It is delicious. It is great. It is high quality and they are, when I say ready to eat meals, they're ready to eat in two minutes. They're not frozen. They're never frozen. They're chef crafted, dietitian approved, and literally you heat them for two minutes. Every week you have over 35 options to choose from. They have calorie smart, protein plus, keto. I just did chef's choice. 
60 or more add-ons that you can stay fueled up. They had these juice shots that were incredible. These are restaurant quality meals that are ready to heat and eat when you are ready to eat. That's it. And they're really good. Elisa loved them too. There's no prep. There's no mess. I've tried a lot of these different kinds of meals. Factor is amazing and so convenient. It's so great to get home from a long day of like schlepping around and knowing you have this delicious meal waiting for you in the refrigerator that takes two minutes to heat up. And you can pause, you can reschedule your deliveries at any time. It is a great solution for those nights and days that you're looking for fast, great, delicious options with no cooking required. Okay? And factor is less expensive than takeout. So what are you going to do? Because I'm telling you, you have to believe me. I never lie. Factor is amazing. You're going to head to Factor Meals, F-A-C-T-O-R-M-E-A-L-S dot com slash Judy Gold 50, J-U-D-Y-G-O-L-D 50, five zero. Okay? Judy Gold 50. And use code J-U-D-Y-G-O-L-D five zero, Judy Gold 50, to get... 50% off. That's code JudyGold50 at factormeals.com slash JudyGold50 and get 50% off. It's worth it. You're welcome. So your first show. My first show. Were you in any sketches? No. I I was in one live sketch and I was in, I had a small moment in a, in the Lonely Island pre tape that week. Um, but I was okay with that. I was like, that was and, the gift of Mad TV because Mad TV kind of taught me like it's a it's a marathon, not a sprint kind of thing. And like be grateful to even be invited to the party kind of thing. Right, That's right. how I felt. You're writing all week too, right? Oh, all yeah, the yeah. all the actors write. Every cast member ha- yeah. is supposed to submit at least one sketch that's kind of their idea. I that wrote that week I wrote an update piece as a, as a character I'd done at the Groundlings. And then wrote a sketch with with Seth actually that I that I pitched on Monday, pitched in the room, and it went okay. But it how was like, your first pitch? Pretty good because it was very earnest. Um, I never was great at that. Like I really like struggled to kind of find my my game. People like Fred Armisen were so good at finding their game, which was like. I'm going to say something so irreverent and 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 maybe even teetering on offensive, but in a way where I blame somebody else. Right. So he'd be like, like, you know, um, I thought it'd be really funny if like, uh, you know, if we play like, like, uh, you know, like tree huggers, but we're like sexual fetishists. Like we're, we're also like, we don't care if they cut them down as long as we can hug them afterwards. Um, also, Colin had this like uh, Brianna Taylor idea, but I thought it was in really poor taste. <laughs> <laughs> It always, 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 always right. made the room laugh. Um, right. I didn't do that. And and what I should have learned from my first week was to just kind of say what I'm working on as opposed to try to be funny. Because the ones where I was like trying to be hip and right. irreverent, I would just fail absolutely miserably. Right. And I could feel like other writers and cast going like, what are you doing? Just shut up. Just shut up. Just say you're working on a freaking like basketball impression sketch. Did you, what was it like hearing your name for the first time? Like the coolest, the coolest. Oh, I bet. I bet. Because we, we had the last 
season and a half of Pardo doing it too before Daryl took over. Oh. So that was huge. He wasn't coming into the studio anymore. Like I think we we maybe just missed him by a year on that. Right. He lived in Arizona, I think, and they would like fly him out to do it live. Wow. And then they just because he he was getting up there in years, they kind of built a studio for him in his home. But uh yeah, getting to hear Pardo say my name was like the coolest. And then at the end, the first, when you were all standing at the end. The good nights? Yeah. I don't remember. I don't remember the first one, really. I don't have a significant moment from that. By the, by the, by the third or fourth show, I started doing a thing because the, the good nights, there's, you always hear the piano playing before yeah. the drums drop in. Yeah. You know, and I would always, I always would jump when the jump, when the drum beat dropped in. That just kind of became my own thing. It was just kind of like, a way for me to kind of... Oh, like yeah, I remember that, yes. Stand out, but shake yeah. it off. I just would jump and just kind of like, all right, reset, move on, and yeah. Yeah, yeah the parties are... The parties afterwards are yes. very famous. Um, yeah, yeah. First of all, you must have felt so guilty with a baby at home, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. And Kobe, and Kobe. yeah. Show. So she flew out for my first show. We went to the after party, which was at a place we only went to that time. It was like, it was like on the east side somewhere, like just north of South Street Seaport sort of something Ugh, like that. It was really, yeah. a really weird, like big development, like hotel area. Um, and we went there and Jay Farrow had had, had done Will Smith on Weekend Update and like yeah. everybody was clamoring to like shake his hand and stuff. So, which, which like. Well, because uh, Will Smith's such a great guy. Uh-oh. Hey now. Yeah, I'm sure that I could have been clever and said, like, he had yeah. such a great impression. It, that impression really slapped. Um, <laughs> hey, now. Hey, now. Yeah. Um, that that just felt like me in the pitch room on Monday. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, but no, so so we made an appearance. Their pressure was off, like, to, like, say hi. Because I'd had, like, a nothing week. And, and it was really fun. And Amy Poehler was the host. She was kind of like the perfect first host to have because she knew exactly what you were going through right and she's just very kind anyway but um kobe rented us a room at the plaza so we just did a did a lap at the after party got in the car and went to the plaza and just because uh, i we know left. what you did there <laughs> no you don't no you don't yes i do well uh, you said your favorite guest host was drake he was one of the best. It was always the kids. It was always those like. Wait, Disney I gotta kids. ring the bell for Drake because he's a Jew. Go ahead. Ring, give it up for Drake. For Jake, half right. Full his mother mom. bar mitzvah. Great. Don't I even don't even try to take him, Taryn. I would never. No, I mean I would. No, I would never do that. Um, and uh, then, but in a he, way, Drake belongs to all of us. You know what I mean? He really does. He really does. <laughs> and he had his after party at Dave and Buster's. Oh, Judy, that was the weirdest, greatest most insane like if if the like iconic parties of the 70s were like at some like west village jazz like, club where or Bill studio 54 yeah or yeah 54 and there's blow and like yeah somebody punches somebody in the face our crazy after party is at the Times square dave and busters rented <laughs> out by drake where he flew in a private jet full of the strippers from his strip club in toronto who got in a fight and one, two of the strippers got in a fight and one pulled the other's weave off of her head. <laughs> like they, she pulled the weave off and they kind of fell over the Dance Dance Revolution machine. Uh-uh. <laughs> and all the nerdy comedy people are like sitting, like playing four-way Pac-Man. Oh going, God, that's uh, hilarious. We're different. 
<laughs> you said um, uh, your favorite, uh, whatchamacallit, musical guest was Eminem. He was great. I, I think I think probably the favorite that I saw, quite honestly, was Prince. Prince did. Oh, my God. Can you fucking believe you saw Prince live? No, no. Like and the way 15 we saw him feet too. away? Yeah. Yes, exactly. He did, instead of like two musical numbers, he just consolidated them into one seven-minute like mont, like medley. Yeah. And it was insane. And he just shredded on the guitar. He's just a full rock star. It was amazing. Eminem was great. Oh, like I said, so like, talented. Lose Yourself was like my pump up song. And I got to like shake his hand and he was very nice to me. So I, that was very cool interaction. But Prince was like, Prince was. Oh, I can't even imagine. Crazy. Was, yeah. um, was there anyone who you like just freaked the fuck out about? I mean, I'm going to talk about Orange Fuckface for a minute, but before sure, that, sure, sure. before that, was there anyone like, because I remember when I worked on Rosie and there so, certain guests, I'd be like, oh my God, I don't even want to meet them because, you know. They're my hero there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, Jim Carrey was a big deal for me, but the show does a very good job of like, teaching you to see the human because not only are they the biggest celebrities and 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 you know public figures um but they're on their best behavior they're very vulnerable right so you're, you're meeting these famous people but almost nobody comes into snl going like i got this i know right. exactly what i'm doing and i'm gonna be the best everybody's very very uh insecure and self-conscious and unsure so you kind of meet people you you meet a very a vulnerable version of everybody, a very like open to any kind of guidance. Yeah, because it's it's really it's I mean it's it's an ama- it's like an incredible amount of baggage to carry. You yeah. know, you're hosting this fucking iconic show. Yes. You're the star, and it's comedy. And if you don't know comedy, it's scary. I mean, people always say that's the scariest thing. I mean, to do a monologue, it's the first thing they do is probably the scariest thing they ever had to do in their life. You know, hundred percent, a hundred percent. Yeah, I got to, I did get to geek out on Jim a little bit at the fortieth, which was nice. But even then, that was very respectful. Yeah, but I didn't, I didn't go crazy over. But any, and, and if anything, like very quickly, my I realized like, I'm, I'm not my best self when I'm like trying, if I, you know what I mean? <laughs> like if, if it happens organically and I bond and connect I'm with somebody, same great. Way. but if I like try to be like, Hey, Hey, you know, yeah. oh, you know who we know, you know, who we have in common. <laughs> I can't do that. I can't do it. It's, it, it's, it's so disingenuous. And it, yeah. And like, it's so fake. And I hate myself. Yeah. Yeah. First of all, before I just have to say your mother and I, your mother's birthday is November 16th and mine yes. is November 15th. Okay, so. Hey. Yes, that's right. Except I'm not a fucking annoying therapist. Anyway, I forgot. <laughs> I wrote that in my notes and I forgot to tell you. So you really bonded. Who, like, who were your bondy bond? B- Vanessa? Vanessa, Bobby, Jay. Um, yeah, we're, we're like, I, I came in with Vanessa, Jay, and, and Paul Britton. Paul uh, left the show in the middle of his second season. So that was like hard. That was the first sort of like, oh, right. This is a This is a job. Yeah. This is a job. Um, but yeah, but Bobby and Vanessa, those were always kind of the people who are like my safe haven. You know, like if I was like, 
losing my mind or being like, oh, everybody hates me or I'll never be funny again. Those were the first two rooms I would always go to. This is what I know in my research. Okay. Okay. Lauren says, gives directive before Orange Fuckface is on because he wants Orange Fuckface to be on. But he says, go easy on, go easy on him. Yeah. Because uh, I want him to be, be the host. This is before the orange fuck face. Yeah. I mean, um, like, it, 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 it's not it's not said that directly. I, and I think like. I've done a lot of work, Judy, on on me and my relationship with the show yeah. and the way that we parted. Um, and I've definitely been able to sort of claim a lot more responsibility for um I wasn't bringing my best self, you know what I mean? I, yeah, I, yeah. I was worn down and, and I need to like, but but that being said, I was given this task. Like, first of all, we had to audition to play Trump. Like I reached out to the then head writer and was like, do I need, should I be working on a Trump impression? Is this something, do we know what how the show's going to handle this? And what that led to was an audition. And so like I auditioned against Beck, against Pete Davidson, against AD. It was a whole thing, and, 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 you know, I'm going into my then sixth year, I guess. And it was, um, I don't know, I, I think I was a little, like, resentful about it and kind of right. like, either pick me or don't. What is this about? Like, why is there so much preciousness being put on this? When, honestly, and this is, this is where I need to claim a lot of responsibility, I hated that this person was getting any attention. I agree. I totally f- agree with you. I absolutely had a negative point of view, uh, a negative, I, I I could not find the joy in it. Right. I you- found it terrifying. I found it disheartening. I found it quite honestly depressing. Right. Um, and I'm given this task of like making him funny, right? And so- you can't, people don't understand. He's so evil and horrible you can't find the funny. You can't find that disarming vulnerability because there is none. Except, except though, I will say what James Austin is doing on the show now. He, oh, he did great. It. Yeah, he did it. He did it. He yeah. did. He did. And I couldn't do that. And I no, think- I'm saying because because of your feelings about him, there was no way you were going right, to. Exactly. Able- yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And so I think I think to be more fair to Lauren than than I've been. Um, I think what he's saying is like, you can't hate the person you're playing. You can't, right. you have to find a way in. You have to find a way to make him likable. Now, there certainly were like jokes and point of views and structures that I think some of the show wanted to do that were we were definitely steered away from before he hosted. And I think that some of these same avenues and point of views on him became available to the show once Alec took over and once the public opinion was, you know, more of the public opinion was right. this guy is... A, a, well, a, we a, already a, knew a because... Yeah. Because, yeah. yeah. Um, and, and, like, the sort of public relationship between Orange F Face, as you call him, and, and SNL became right. a negative one, right? Where, where he started attacking the show... He wanted the show investigated. I have it in my book. I have it in my book. I can't fucking believe, you know, you're going to investigate a a satirical show. What the fuck is wrong? Oh, I can't. Yeah. So, yeah. So, so I, I did it two and a half times on the show. I did, I did two cold opens as him. 
and then was in the monologue when he hosted as him, but with Daryl there. And then at that time, the Republican field was so huge. There was so right. many, there, it was like 10 people. They were like, we think we're going to either have Daryl do Trump and have you do Ted Cruz. We think Ted Cruz could be a viable thing. And I'm like, I point blank said, like, please don't do like, please let me do it. Just because like, at that point, I was not getting feedback that it was bad. I was just like, and we'd only done it twice. And, and people were like, all right, pretty good. Yeah, but certainly we, was not doing a, a version or or portraying a point of view that I was behind or that it was sort of like, oh, aren't I eccentric? And I, that that's not what yeah. was at the core of what was happening to me. Um, so then it just kind of happened organically where Daryl took over and that I was cool with because one, Daryl's Trump uh, is hilarious. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. His like Domino's commercial that he did years before was so good. But it was pretty unceremonious. It did feel like a little like, um, you know, it felt like a like a like a fail, but also like a punishment that I didn't necessarily deserve. Felt like I deserved, you know. The things I read, you know, from interviews that you did when fuckface. that that you have a dinner with the host at the beginning of the week, sort of Tuesday night. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like a sort of bonding dinner. You can't bond with that fucking piece of shit, but, (laughs) um, and he brought, uh, Javanka. Yep. And, uh, melanoma, right. He brought Melania. Yeah. And, and Javanka. And, and I said melanoma, by the way, just to make anyone who has any cancer on their face or skin really upset because everything's about you. Okay. So, um, so he brought them, which doesn't happen because it's sort of like, uh, every now and then, every now and then a guest will bring, uh, you know, a, a significant, significant other. Charlize Theron was dating Sean Penn. And so like, he kind of crashed. Oh, well, dinner, that's good. Cool, yeah. It was exciting and weird. And yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, but for a plus three, that was, that was the first and only plus three I saw at a host dinner. And you, you said that he mentioned that it, he doesn't really like want to win because he just bought this property in Scotland and he's not going to be able to go to it if he becomes president. True story. Yes. And it's so interesting because he was such a good president, you know, <laughs> even though he yeah. didn't get to go to Scotland. He was so good. He, and he Lord. worked so hard. He never yeah. got. Um, yeah. That was the quote. Lord, but, look, if I don't win this thing, I'm going to be fine. We just bought this beautiful property in Scotland. If I have to be president, I'm never going to see that thing. I hate him so. Like, I, like, I, I hate oh, him. Okay. He has fucking destroyed those fucking Supreme Court. I can't. Okay, we can't I get know, into that. I know. Kill um, me now. Kill me now. That's right. So at the table read, you were here. There were protesters outside. You said yeah, you, you heard. Yeah, you could hear like, a, like thousands of people gathered because this is after he'd made the statements about. Mexico and them sending rapists over yeah. and never, you know, and, and people are saying, you know, chanting shame on you, NBC, and you shouldn't have this happen. And like, it was, it was truly like a full circus just because he struggled reading. He, um, took a he call. can't read. He took a call at the, at the beginning of the second half of the read 
like a, he took like a two minute phone call and he went, uh-huh, that's very good. Okay, great. Yes. Okay, do that. Absolutely. Is that right? You don't say. Okay. And there's 60 very talented people waiting. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Okay. What now? You don't say. Then what did you say? No. Uh-huh. Okay. And he hung up and he just said, I just found out my new book is number one. You know, and you're like, oh, bang. Shut the fuck up, you fucking piece of shit. How in person? I met him in person. He's so heinous looking. I can't even. Um, And he has no sense of humor. You have to add or self-awareness. You can't. No. No. Um, Where was the party? Did they have an after party for that one? Or did you just all go get me the fuck out of here right now? God, Judy, that's such a good question. I don't remember. I don't remember the after party. You say that after Seth Meyers left, everything changed on the show. I think that was I think that was my bitter feeling. I think I think my safety on the show right. felt felt challenged. Um, I think just I I found that that was sort of a shift that, that for myself of just um, my own self confidence, my my enjoyment on the show. Yeah, yeah. But it's I love, fun. Yeah, you love Seth. I love Seth and I, and I, I sort of, you know, he's the one that called and gave me the job. And I look to him as sort of this, um, you know, kind of older brother figure, mentor figure, kind of like, uh, you know, and, um, and so I think quite honestly, like I didn't feel prepared or worthy enough to be like, like who's going to step up. And, and there was right. plenty, plenty of, um, talented, deserving, worthy people, um, but I think for that, that on top of a million other reasons, I just was kind of like ready, ready to, to. But look at, on. you're like such a good act. Like you're so good. You're very nice. No, Judy. I know, but you are, yes. you're, uh, you're just, I'm telling you, you're getting an Academy Award at some point oh, before damn. you I'll drop dead. And you can call up your mother and she'll be like, hello. Um, of course you did. Of course Mom, why you did. you show? <laughs> Do you still watch SNL? Yes, I do. I do. And you know what? You know what was really healing was kind of like watching the SNL at homes because you heard about the pandemic, right? Yeah. What? Okay. Wait, uh, what happened? Did anyone die? Oh, it sucked. Oh, almost a million people. Yeah. It's what? Awful. No, I yeah, think yeah, it's yeah, over yeah. a million really? now. It's over a million over? now. Oh, I just really, I think Orange Fuckface did such a good job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but, oh, my, but there was yeah. something... Um, there was there was an element of those SNL at homes that I really fell in love with, which was just kind of like putting on a show. You know what I mean? Like it was like like Groundlings, Second yep. City. It was raw, whatever cardboard raw. boxes and bathrobes I have, and I'm just doing. You know, and, it, and there was a pureness to it that I really loved and enjoyed. And um, yeah, and so now now I I check in every week for sure. Um, you are of course married to Cole. Kobe, who um, my son's in love with. And um, you have two beautiful children. So you have everything (laughs) you could ever. And you live, you're back in LA, you're working, you're doing a movie. I mean, come on. We're doing okay. We're doing okay. And Shailen Cato kill him. Yes. And Juanita May kill him. I know. So here's what I'm going to reveal. Here's what I'm going to reveal to you, Judy. I'm only going to, I'm going to, it's a half reveal. We have no idea where the Janita name came from. That is not our younger child's name. No way. 
we absolutely love that it's publicly Janita that we refuse to <laughs> correct it. Oh my God, you have to call her Janita. We, the, the, I, I really love Rams football, whose house Rams yeah. Um, And they did the loveliest kindest thing where like I got to do kind of like, like um, I got to give award, I, I got to award a uh, former veteran turned nurse Super Bowl tickets on the field during the game. Wow. It was such a cool thing. And they very generously gave me these goodie bags and they were so thoughtful. They went online the way, same way you did. Hey, one was things. for Juanita? One was for Janita. And oh, Janita, Juanita. <laughs> I don't know what I'm saying. I know, but that's the thing is like, Janita isn't even like a name I've ever heard before. Well, it doesn't fit with Shaylin. I mean, come no, on. It's I, a very different- I was like, what happened? Shaylin and Janita? It is, it is the best. It is the oh, best. Oh, I love it. So, yeah. so um, all right. I, I could talk to you. You are the greatest. I could talk to you forever. As are you. No, Same. you are. I agree. Let's get, uh, the, let's get a meal. When, when I'm oh, please. I was just, when, when you come here, I was just in LA doing the Netflix is a joke festival. Anyway, no. I always ask two let's questions. Great. One, what do you do for your mental health? We're very pro mental health. Uh, I either swim or like float in my pool or play video games and just kind Which of zone ones? out. Um, I really love playing Fortnite because I can play oh, with three God. other of my friends and we can with the like, headset on with the headset and go like, how are oh, you? God. What's your week? What's stressing you out? And we kind of talk through our shit. Oh, that's good. Um, or, or, and this is the one I think you'll really love. There's a, there's a very silly game called farm together where it's just you farming in an, in an endless field. And you grow vegetables and fruits. Oh, and I would do them. that. It's really just very meditative and very peaceful and very, yeah. I'm going to, oh, that sounds good for me. Farm together. Yeah. Okay. Farm together. Okay. Here's my last question. So, and I ask everyone, the, the podcast is called Kill Me Now because I get annoyed at everything. Yes. So what pisses you off more than anything? It could be anything, but what like makes you so fucking angry? Um, People occupying a shared space who don't move in consideration of anybody but themselves. Oh, I fucking hate that. I fucking hate that. That that includes line cutters. That includes uh, people cutting you off in a car, people slowing down to look at something or stopping and just checking their bag in the middle of a sidewalk. Or it's just like, just take a moment and go like, if I need to do something, do it. But how can you remove yourself? You know, there's so many times I'm in the car and someone does that shit. And I'm like, my day is being affected by your yes, fucking selfishness. This is, this is the thing. You this fuck, is the thing. You fucking piece of shit. This is exactly And pull the thing. over. Pull, pull the, the fuck, fuck over. over. Pull the fuck over. Just stop. Do what you need to do. And even if it's an emergency, I'm right. worried for you. But you are, you are already at a loss. You're already like, right. like in the red to me because- you didn't have the consideration for anybody that might be behind you, that might be coming in front oh, of you. Oh, it's so annoying. It, and it's now, do you have any road rage during those situations? For sure. for sure. And two daughters are very, very good therapy for that. Right. Dad, I have sons. I have sons. So daddy. I taught them. Th- this is what I taught them. Any Anytime someone would like in a tiny car or blah, 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 or being an asshole, I'm like, that guy has a really small penis. And that's what I taught them. <laughs> <laughs> and so now they, and even when they were kids, they're like, he has a small penis. And I, cause that's it's so hilarious. fucking like, why are you such a fucking, we're all trying to get somewhere. You fucking, ugh, I hate yeah. you. Yeah. 
Yeah. Oh yeah. my God. I love that you're a girl daddy. Yeah, I, I do too. Yeah, you're, oh, you're so cute. <laughs> you're so cute and you're so talented. And I just, are you going to do any more American whatever? Oh, shut up. Laura's I'm writing. Sorry. You got to stop. Yeah. Oh, oh Doesn't yeah. he no, use um, people again and again? Except for me, never. Except I've never been on. Uh, I I just sold a show to Freevee, which is like Amazon's ad-supported yeah. streamer. So I think an announcement's coming out like literally within weeks, <gasps> and that's exciting. And then I'm going to shoot the River Wild remake, which will be on Netflix right. end of the year, beginning of next year, something like that. And you have a tall lesbian woman in your new show, right? Right. A tall, and there's a tall lesbian, my best friend. We do mm-hmm. lunch. We scream at inconsiderate people. <laughs> oh, my God. I, it's how I every don't know episode who... starts and ends. Me and my Oh, my God. I got to find You got to find someone. People. Yeah, that's great. I'm in. We're we're doing a nationwide search, so if you know all right. anybody. All right. I'll, I'll call my agent. Thank you so much for listening to part two of Kill Me Now with Taryn Killam. Kill Me Now is produced by Laura Vogel, edited by Colin Schmeling. This podcast would not be possible without Brittany Joe Sowards, who does everything. And now she's married. And now she is Mrs. Brittany Joe Sowards, but she probably won't even like that because, you know, she's kind of cool. If you haven't subscribed to my show and left a review, I hate you. I really hate you. I think you're ridiculous. I know you're busy, but it helps me. It helps me so much. And it's all about me, 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 me. And it helps other people find the podcast. And it allows me to keep doing the podcast because then I get more listeners. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Because I make no money. Also, it's summer. You read at the beach. Why not read? Yes, I can say that. When I, they come for the comedians, we're all in trouble. That was written by Judy Gold. Oh, I just talked too loud in the mic. Judy Gold. Uh, it's a great book, and you'll laugh at the beach. So what else? What, what more could you want? As I mentioned at the beginning of the show, I rescheduled some of my uh, gigs that I had to cancel because of COVID, which is not fun. So please stay safe. Okay. Wear the mask in the grocery store because you don't know. And this one is really contagious. If you haven't seen Stand Out, uh, which is a comedy special on Netflix for Pride, it premiered on June 9th. Watch it because I'm in it and I'm Judy Gold and I'm in it. On June 16th, online for WNET, I am hosting a really great panel of comedians and we're talking about can I laugh at that that's the and you know it's really about hate speech and what we can laugh at and what we can't laugh at uh, and it's a great bunch of comics Nagin Farsad Mike Yard and Alex Edelman all who have been every one of those people has been a, a, a guest on Kill Me Now and if you're at the Cape June 24 I start my residency at the Art House I'll be performing June 24 and June 25th that's my first week so get your asses there also please watch the hearings and vote you have to vote because we got to get this country back in shape not that it was ever in great shape but you know i mean it was in good shape at some certain points whatever it doesn't matter it it does matter i don't want to get political but it's getting depressing here so definitely vote if you're still listening at this moment i cannot tell you how much i love you and I uh, want to acknowledge someone who listens to the end, okay? 
and her name is Andrea Shackleford. So Andrea, I want to say thank you for listening to the end. You're my favorite person this week. And uh, I don't know what else to tell you. I just ate sushi and I, um, you know, I feel a little bloated. I feel a little bit bloated. Not that you need to know that, but uh, I don't know what else. Uh, I'm just babbling on and on. Go to my website, judygold.com, and learn everything you want, you ever wanted to know about me. Uh, follow me on Twitter and Instagram at judygold, J W D Y G O L D. And if you're still listening, Andrea, thank you. Thank you all. I really appreciate your love and support. And as we always say, so long.